Welcome to another episode of Album for the Day with John E. and Jay. Album for the Day, July 29th. As we continue our exploration of Silver Anniversaries, albums released in 1996. Today we look at Nas. It was written. And as far as hip-hop albums go, it wears a lot of influences and has influenced a number of people. Agreed. Nas was definitely one of the people that influenced a whole generation of rappers. In my opinion, Illmatic was probably the bigger of the two, even though commercially this was more successful. I think that that has a lot to do with distribution opportunities and things like that. Oh, yeah. This was the polished mainstream... Department. I got the money to make an album yep. now. Yep. Last time I had the uh, the content. Yeah. And like when he did, you know, Illmatic, it was this raw, underground aesthetic that just, you could hear, like, the struggle he was having, and you could hear how creative he was to use those that imagery and those lyrics to really paint you a really cool, clear story of what he was, who he was, and that. And this, in my opinion, was just like kind of a. Uh, I mean, it's great. I don't want to. I don't want to. I mean, he, he's one of the best there is. So to say that this is a step down is still so much higher than so many other people. Um, and it's again just my opinion. Um, he. It, it's more polished, and it's a depart from uh, what he was talking about in Illmatic, and he kind of embraces more of like the gangsta mentality, and um, it's just he, it's just different. It's different. It's still really good. It's just different. I think that he. He wanted to be a lot more than he turned out being, and he certainly gave it everything he had. Mm. And I think that this album is a concept from start to finish. I don't know if you want to call them interludes, interstitials, sketches, skits, whatever you want to call them. But there's a number of different little experiences that he wants to share with you throughout the entirety of this album that uh, kind of punctuate in between songs and clarify the message that I feel is evident throughout the album. I mean, even to open the album, you know, he has kind of a, you know, slave trade type thing happening where it's, you know, kind of one of those skits and it's very, to start an album, it's like, whoa, okay, where are we going? to start this, you know, and, and it's, it's, it feels like to me that it's almost a great album with too much filler, but he kind of needed that to kind of make it more of a presentation of his total thought. Well, the filler is, the filler is what I think is part of completing his thought process mm-hmm. incomplete um, as opposed to some of the hits which 
I suppose you can tie in story-wise with that. Mm-hmm. But the hits were the commercial things that needed to hit to generate. Everybody makes the hits so they can make the art. That's that's well, the industry, he, man. When he did uh, um, If I Ruled the World with Lauren Hill, I mean, that's one that's like, at that time, Lauren Hill, I mean, gracious, she's huge. And so it's that thing of using an, a fellow artist. Utilizing. To, yeah. Let's not say using. I mean, you know, she was performing with. I mean, he was not like, he didn't not pay her, you know. He didn't use her up. <laughs> I didn't see her as he. No, <laughs> that's true. But like, but he also did like sweet uh, street dreams. And so we're not going to point dreams. any fingers, but we are going to point out that it's rather unfortunate for everyone involved that in 1996, the song "Never Gonna Stop" by Linda Clifford just mm-hmm. happened to be sampled by Tupac Shakur and mm-hmm. Nas in the same year. Yeah. Not going to point any fingers, not going to determine fault. This is a no-fault podcast. Mm-hmm. But when you're going up against All Eyes on Me by Tupac, uh, I don't care what rap song you are, you are going to lose. If you're not spitting lava venom, then you're going to lose to that. Yeah. And yeah. But I will say that they both used it well. Yeah. Um, we listened to Linda... A moment ago, and it was such a delight. Special treasure. Post-disco gold, baby. <laughs> Solid freaking gold. Yeah. But he also, you know, he, he used the an interpolation of the Eurythmics, Sweet Dreams, and did Street Dreams, and had kind of that same hook. It doesn't sound a lot like it, really, but lyrically, he kind of uses their hooks with it. Um, and... I, it's it's pretty cool. I, I do like that one, um, and the, those the, the two that I really liked were "If I Ruled the World" but with Lauren Hill and the Street Dreams. Well, I think that uh, this was the big one. That if you really want a story, and we're not going to go into it now, Jay Z's "Reasonable Doubt" also came out around the same time. There was a big feud between Nas and Jay Z, and. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember. You'll have to go look and see, but it was about who was going to sell the most on opening day. Mm-hmm. And one of those meaningless rap feuds yeah. from the 90s it's that generate publicity. mean absolutely nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Publicity and money going in their pockets is what it means. And hey, good for them for using media and the public to, you know, demonize each other again they were probably you know rolling doobies laughing about it you know during the middle of their feud maybe not i don't know i mean he had foxy brown on this album man Mm -hmm. foxy was uh foxy (laughs) 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 what can i say (laughs) oh gosh yeah it's uh you know and it was written you know it's it's one of those records that when you listen to it if you if I hadn't heard Illmatic before this and known it was the same artist, I would be doing nothing but saying how great this is. It's just one of those things where it's it's because 
it's Nas, and he's so good on Illmatic. And then this is like, you can't even really say this is a sophomore slump because it's just such a good record, you know? But comparatively, I feel that Illmatic is better in the, in the long run. Um, but both are, both are worth listening to for sure. I think Dr. Dre's presence indicates something worth listening to. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think this is, this is a solid record. I would listen to it again. One of the most interesting things I read was Lupe Fiasco, who is from Chicago. Um, he claimed to be super duper inspired by this album. Hmm. It was written. And in fact, based an album of his off of it was written. That's awesome. Almost like a response to it. Hmm. Had some of the drama stuff in there too and whatever. And he got some criticism for it, and he said, I mean, it was a great album. Why wouldn't I want to emulate It Was Written? Yeah, got a point. Anyways, uh, album for the day today, uh, July the 29th, is It Was Written by Nas. Uh, Be sure to give us a like, follow, subscribe, and let us know what your favorite albums are. Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow. All eyes on me. (laughs) Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're listening on Spotify, after starting the podcast, you can search for the album, use the three dots, and hit add to queue. Now the album will start as soon as the episode ends. Woohoo!